Hello, and welcome to the Gold Digger Approved Podcast, where we celebrate women building their own millions, honey. On today's show, we have an amazing, phenomenal, outstanding woman. She is an entrepreneur, a motivator, an innovator, a woman who loves to empower others. She is no other than Sonia Lewis, the student loan doctor, and she created a company called the Student Loan Doctor LLC, which was created last year only in 2016 and is a full-service coaching business with one goal, to help clients create and plan and understand how to pay off their student loans. Sonia, thank you so much for coming to the Gold Digger Approved Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Listen, I think we all are excited that you're here, so you can give us some nuggets. So the the student loan doctor, girl, where were you when I first graduated from college? Please tell me, where were you at? Where were you probably at? Trying to, <laughs> probably trying to get my own life together, <laughs> probably so. <laughs> wow, I am so super excited to have you on the show today. I'm so super excited. So just go ahead and give us a brief synopsis about yourself and your company, please. So I'm Sonia, based out of Philly. Um, my company uh, seeks to help those with student loan debt. Um, in particular, I probably am working with someone if they have over 30000 in student loan debt. Um, and so you're coming to me if you need a plan, if you've never had a plan, you've never, never made a payment, you're ready to buy a house, you're ready to get your credit together. Um, there's so many things that student loans impact when you're trying to make, I call them big girl decisions, or you mm-hmm. put big girl panties on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you're ready to go that route, or even guys, you know, um, they're probably going to look for me at that point when they're ready to make some changes in their lives. So um, it's been a really, really good journey, a really quick journey, too. I mean, I I look at the timeline of how things have been happening, and I'm like, this is just super quick, but it's been super good, too. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, just one thing I love about you is your spirit. You're very, you're very passionate about what you do. You're very, very passionate about what you do. And so my question is, many businesses are created out of need. Was this mm-hmm. a personal need of your own that you eventually just grew into a business? Yeah, absolutely. So my journey started uh, once I decided that it wasn't okay to be in debt. So, like, there was this trigger, I call it, that got flipped. And and I'll tell you what that was. It was two things. One, uh, my grandmother had passed away in 2013, and she mm-hmm. was my financial security blanket. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but they have a financial security blanket, and you don't know who or what that person is to you until it's gone. Wow. And so the joke was my grandmother had this um, Platinum American Express card. I mean, I think it could pay for a mortgage if it needed to. That's how long she had it. And mm-hmm. so the joke was like, well, I mean, grandma has the American Express card, so we're fine. Like, this is the family joke. But when my grandmother passed away, it had hit me. Um, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, there's no more American Express card. And I know that sounds so whatever, but, you know, <laughs> those are the things you start thinking about when you look over someone and you think about them and you miss them. So that put me into a place of, like, being really scared. And then the last thing was, this is so superficial, but 
I really wanted some nachos on a Saturday night. And when I checked my account, I did not have any money. And I had just gotten paid, too, to be able to get some nachos with my girlfriend. Now, that's not life-altering for some people. But I like what I like, what I like, when I like it. Hello. And it's, Hello. It's when I couldn't get my nachos, it was like, girl, you're not living right. I know. So it just, you know, those couple <laughs> things was like, you just need, to, you need, to, you need help. So I found um, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace course, and I took that course, and it really allowed me to just get my life together. And then what happened, ironically, is, the people in the class started saying, but what are we supposed to do about these student loans? Because the, the course doesn't really go into depth when it comes to student loans. Mm-hmm. So I was counseling people after church for free. I was just helping people. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it was like, okay, now everybody wants to send their cousins to you and their mom to you, mm-hmm. everybody to you. So if you're sending all these people then I need to figure out how to monetize this because now it's an all-day process with me sitting at Corner Bakery helping people on the hour for free. So that is how it became a business, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And that's that's smart because a lot of businesses are created like that. They're like, once they start, once you started getting referrals, it's like, no, 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 I got to monetize this. Uh-uh. Y'all not picking mm-hmm. my brain for free no more, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. And so, and, and I always tell people, general advice, if you're a service-based business, general advice can be free. Like, anyone can read this information offline, right? Maybe you didn't read it, but I read it as general. I'll give that to you. But when you want some personalized advice, some personal attention, you want to sit down, you want to send me something to review, you need to pay for a consultation. And that, that has been my rule of thumb, and I've been really successful with that because where can you go anywhere for free, anywhere, and get personal advice about your stuff for free? Nowhere. 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 Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to pay them. You've got to pay me. I hear that. I hear mm-hmm. that. Right, so let's talk about some of the services because, you know, your website is the thestudentloandoctorllc.com. Now, let's talk about some of the services you offer. One of them is, which is um, first-time home buyer appointment. Yes. I'm sure so that's probably that, like one of the main ones that you have, right? It is. So what happens with that is um, you're calling me because you're like, I'm ready to get a home, but your credit is shot or your student loans are too high in terms of your debt-to-income ratio. So my goal is to be knowledgeable about different lending products. And so if you're coming to me, I call myself the Connect. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. if I'm cleaning up your student loans, I have a partner who does credit. I have a partner or partners, I should say, that are different lenders that have different home products. And it's my job to be knowledgeable about different home products nationwide, because I have clients nationwide, and I might say, well, Susie, based on your profile, your debt-to-income ratio, your credit score, I want to suggest that you work with Bob. He's a lender out of so-and-so. He can approve you for a house in any state, so-and-so. I think you should work with him because he has this program that will really fit your needs. So now we're talking about closing the margin on pre-approvals. So we just made home buying super simple. I call myself a part of a, a dream team 
Most of my dream team are other African-American women, hashtag Black Girl Magic, and purposely so because a lot of clients that I serve are disproportionately African-Americans because we are also, as African-Americans, disproportionately affected by student loan debt. So it doesn't mean that I can't serve someone that's not African-American. It's just that who is consistently coming to me, and it could also be because of who I am and the content that I put out, but it also is it's statistically who has student loan debt overwhelmingly in high amounts is an African-American woman most likely. So if you find somebody that looks like you, that works for you, it might be easier because there's less shame going through the process. Right. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And I like how you call yourself the connector, the connector, mm-hmm. because uh, and the reason why you said it is because of the relationships that you built with other, you said, um, lenders, uh, lending officers yes. with different mm-hmm. companies, and you built a relationship with them. And so you said, you know, you, you know, basically do a little consultation and see, you know, where the person is at based on your profile, your credit score, like your debt-to-income ratio, this person would be best for you. And by doing that, let's be real now, it's all about a coin at the end of the day. By doing Mm -hmm. that, um, the loan officer, you receive a cut of whatever he receives. Is that correct? No, actually I don't. So what's funny is um, I could set up that agreement, um, but that's a little too political for me. Most times these lending companies will sponsor um, a free clinic that I do. I do nationwide free student loan repayment clinics, and they need to be sponsored. It might mean that my travel needs to be covered. It might be that the food or the venue needs to be paid for. So I'll have an event sponsored by so-and-so mortgage, if that makes sense. So that is, in turn, how I would use their services. I'm not really looking to be paid per client um, just so that I can keep it more ethical who I choose to send over. I want to choose and send the person to the best company, and not because it's the company who pays the best. But I do take sponsorships from companies, if that makes sense. Wow. You just said a mouthful right there. That right there says so much about your character, your your business ethics, because you just said you don't get paid per client by sending, you know, a client over, which is normally what, how it's done. Let's be real. It's, it's, that's normally that's how it's right, done. Right, right. But because you genuinely care about people and you're passionate about what you do because you've been where these people are, are at and you've all, you know, come out of student, you know, dealt with your student loans in a positive way and found a way for yourself, you genuinely want to help people. So in order to keep it ethical, because, you know, we are human, hello, because we do need, we need our money, we need our bills. Right. In order to keep it ethical, you don't get paid per client, but instead you just ask the company to sponsor your event, which in turn still is a blessing because you don't have to pay for a venue or food or whatever the case right. is at your event, and you're still um, pouring into people, collecting emails, and selling your book at your events, Correct. Yeah, so if you're coming to my events, what's awesome about the clinics are Philadelphia, I had two events in a month and a half period between each other. The first event was sold out. 200 people registered, 80 people showed. The next event, 125 registered, 50 people showed. Those are still really good numbers for Mm -hmm. Philadelphia, number one, and two, for free, for a free literary event. (laughs) You're not walking away with anything but great knowledge, right? 
So mm-hmm. when we see those type of events, we see that 10 or 20 people show up. And the one company said, first off, to even get a sign-up list this big, number one, and two, to even have 80 people in the seat on time, at, mind you, at that, like people came on time with notebooks in their hands. It was like, wow. okay, we definitely need to sponsor your next event. So for me, you know, if you're a part of my dream team of lenders, I do ask that they sponsor at least one event a year just because I want to continue to give good information for free, and it shouldn't be a burden to me because I'm not a nonprofit, and it shouldn't be a burden to someone who needs the information. Right. Wow. Wow. This is is really good. This is good. See, see, people who are starting a business, a lot of them don't understand the power of free. They think, mm-hmm. no, I need my, they need to be paid for every single solitary thing, but they don't understand the concept of serve to sell, serve to sell. If you right. serve someone and you give them enough knowledge and information, like some small little tidbit that they can apply to themselves and to their own life and it works, they're coming back and they're going to spend a coin. They're going to spend a Absolutely. coin. So You know, I, the concept even is the same. I do a lot of free webinars via promotion through my Instagram and Facebook. I do a lot of free webinars, maybe two or three in a month, I would say. And mm-hmm. you'll be surprised. It might be the same name. So I know who, like, my, my followers are, my sharers. But you'll be surprised that even then that those people want to order books or order books for their friends to support me because one young lady has sent me a message offline she said, I don't know how you're, she said, I don't know how you continue to find the time to do all the free webinars that you do for us, but we really appreciate you. She said, so I'm always thinking about who needs your book. She gets it because people mm-hmm. want to help you to continue to help them. Now, I'm not saying to be a part of this webinar, you have to buy a book, but I always tell people, and I got this from, uh, uh, his name is uh, Rabbi Lapid. Uh He's a Jewish author. It talks about mm-hmm. relationships with money. And he says that the best thank you that a client could give you is their money. So currency, exchange of currency is a thank you from client to business owner. So I always tell people when you see a small business doing something that you really love, or, for example, there's this group here in Philadelphia that has small business uh, meetups every Saturday. Not every Saturday. It can be one Saturday out the month. I can't always make their meetings. But I will always buy a ticket. It's like $15. That's my give back because I want them to keep meeting for when I can make the meeting. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I love your spirit of giving. I love your spirit mm-hmm. of giving. But that's why you, your, your business has been poured into so much. That's why your business is growing so much is because you pour into others. You can't even show up to the event. But because you love the meetup so much, you still want to support. You buy a tickets, like $15, what's $15? It's not even a bundle. And you support your, the meetup group, which is amazing. And that's why your um, business is growing so much is because you give so much. It's, mm-hmm. it's because you give so much. Like even you just mentioned your, your free webinars that you do online like two to three times a month. And, but, um, and speaking of your webinars, I was looking at some of the, the topics, which was business budgeting, and then mm-hmm. also paying for college military edition. Can you mm-hmm. talk about um, those two webinars briefly? 
So the business budgeting, um, that's coming up this August 24th. It's coming up. So I realized that I also have a lot of entrepreneurs following me, new entrepreneurs. And one of the things I always tell people is, one, you get your financial house in order. But two, you also have to have your business house in order. And so I'm doing a webinar to talk about the pitfalls and your business budget. Or if you don't have a business budget, you need to be a part of it to start a business budget because when you have a new business, you're like, oh, I need some postcards, some flyers, some this, and I need to go to this event. And then the money that you're bringing in is not equivalent to all the money that you're putting out. So then I tell people you then have a hobby. So the goal of the business is to generate income. But if you're not generating or seeing a profit or if you're overspending your profit, then I know the goal for a lot of people at some point to do what they love full-time on their own, you'll never be able to go at this on your own because you're not treating it like a business. Right, right, exactly. How do you see yourself financially growing and making the best decisions business-wise? Okay, and that's business business budgeting. That's one webinar. Then the other webinar is paying for college military edition. Yeah, I think the military has so many great benefits, and one of them is uh, paying for college up front through the post-9-11 GI Bill. There's also another bill that allows you to get college reimbursed. So let's say you go to the military, you already have student loans. They reimburse up to 65000 and so there are just different programs that people don't even know exist in their capacity. So I had an expert come on, and he gave us all the details about those programs. And so I was really excited to have him on because I'm not – I always tell people I'm not the expert in all the fields of anything financial-related, but I know mm-hmm. all of the experts in the field in anything financially-related. So if I know these experts, and, and most of them are friends, then how do I get those people – in front of my audience to give them something. And remember, my audience is probably the adult that needs help with repayment, right? But they Mm -hmm. also are the parents of those that don't want to be a client of the student loan doctor years from now. (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to check out, you know, your webinars as well. And, um, Sonia, so many people go back to school to make more money on their job. However, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not always worth going back to school and acquiring any, even more student loan debt. So mm-hmm. what should a person know when it's really worth going back to school and acquiring more debt and when it's not worth going? You apply my simple theory, and it goes like this. Borrowing determination should equal career compensation. So I'll say it again. Borrowing determination should equal career compensation. So if you don't see the path to additional career compensation, so I always tell people for every 10 you borrow, every 10,000 for that master's, let's say most master's are 20 or 30,000, you need to see 5,000 incremental increase per every 10 you borrow. So if you're going back to school for a $30,000 degree, eventually you should be on trajectory to make 15000 more in that career over the life of that career. So not right away, 
But I, like, like, we're not about to take a $30,000 degree for a $2,000 pay increase and then we're tapped out. Exactly. Wow. I like that. And I need you to say that one more time. So borrowing determination should equal career compensation. And um, it's so okay, funny. Borrow, I had a, borrowing yep. determination should uh, equal. So the equal sign. Equal, equal yep. career compensation. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It took me a minute. I apologize for that. Career compensation. Now, that makes sense. Now, yep. that makes sense. And because I know of a school teacher, she went back to school to get her master's degree. And I think she spent, like, $80,000 on yep. her master's, but I think she only got a $5,000 um, increase. Um, no, that does no. not add up. That does not add up, no. So Mm-mm. just remember, we also live in a very glorified master society. That's who our country is. That's who we are as a workforce. We More titles mean more prestige, but I say more titles can sometimes equal more debt. And remember, we're always trying to keep up with the Joneses, and they're broke too. So (laughs) you have to remember to not be led astray to um, think that because this person is so degreeing, here's the thing. I am going to be done my doctorate's degree next year, right? Yes. But if I could rewind it, and no shade to anyone that is pursuing a doctorate, has a doctorate, if I would have known, I would have become the standalone doctor and had this business and these, you know, because I'm still becoming who I'm supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Would I have pursued that degree? I don't think so, to be quite honest with you, because at the end of the day, to do what I'm doing, I don't need a degree. So a lot of times I tell people, what, try to discover, and I know it's hard, but what really ultimately would make you happy to be doing for the rest of your life? And then does that need another degree? Or does it just look or sound good? Mm-hmm. It's oftentimes the question. Exactly. Now, girl, mm-hmm. now you, you, you just said a mouthful. Because um, you just, you keeping it honest. You said you really don't think you would have gone back to school and gotten your, your uh, doctorate because, you know, what you're doing, you don't need it. But I guess since you started, you're going to finish it because nobody really drops right. out of a Ph.D. program. Like, you, you no, don't need a quitter. Right. No. You know, you, you don't do that. So you go ahead and finish what you started. But, girl, what got me is when you said everybody keep trying to keep up with the Joneses and they broke too. Yeah, the Joneses is broke. They broke. Yeah, and America runs on the Joneses syndrome because Mm -hmm. we're always worried about our new car. So we every two years we get a new car. We want to live in the apartment that we can't afford, but we're eating beans and rice on the inside. See, nobody can see what goes on the inside of your house but you. So while you're with one ply toilet tissue from Dollar Tree, you're paying fifteen hundred dollars a month in rent. Now, I know somebody's going to hear this podcast and get their feelings hurt, but when you come to know me, I believe that a little pain equals a lot of transformation. So you have to hear these things because mm-hmm. we don't hear these things enough, and we think that it's okay to be broke or to be normal or to live with debt, and that really is not okay. Biblically, it's not okay. It's not mm-hmm. okay when we talk about legacy, 
And so the things and the choices that we're making, I just had this conversation with my mom. She really wants to move. And I was like, Mom, I was like, you need to pay your car note. Her car note is like four fifty a month. She'll be paid off in like two and a half years. She's like, but I wanted a new car. I said, guys, listen, my mom has a 14 Camry with 6,000 miles on it. Oh, my goodness. Why do we need to get a new car when it's only 6,000 miles? It's just like it was on the dealership's lot. So I told her, I said, no. I said, I said, I told her, I said, we were going to breakfast. I said, you're acting like those Joneses. And she started laughing because she hears me say it a lot. And I said, think about when you get done this car note, that's additional 450 to help you sell the current house you're in and apply that to a new mortgage. And mm-hmm. then you're going to get a 15-year mortgage, which is only sometimes a difference of 50 to $100 versus a 30-year mm-hmm. mortgage, but that's another podcast. And I said, <laughs> then, I said, then you'll be able to have this home paid off, you know, before your season and in your old age. And she didn't say anything because my mom always had to come back. She didn't say anything, and she said, I think I really enjoyed everything you just said. I think that would be the plan. It sure will be the plan. You can't be my mom acting like the Joneses. You know, so okay. I have a daughter that is talking about this every day, all day. But these are the type of conversations that I love to have and I love to start in our community, online, virtual, in person, because we don't have these conversations enough. I always tell people we can talk about everything, what he looked like, what he wore, what he said, what Love and Hip Hop said. I said, but we never talk about what's going on in our checking accounts. We never talk about what's going on behind closed doors because there's a lot of shame in that area because we just didn't know what we should have known. Wow, girl, you funny. You are hilarious. You're not going to mm-hmm. have your mama acting like the Joneses, baby. I said, they're on Joneses. And she goes, oh, you're right. Yep. So she knows when right. I say that, you know, because mm-hmm. it's the Joneses that she's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Girl, I, I get it. I get it. I love the passion, once again, what you have, you know, from doing your business. And what, what my question now is, what would you say, what is your unique selling point as the student loan doctor? Personalized service. I really am really, really big into customer service, and it's probably because I've been in sales since the age of 16. But I really mm-hmm. believe that the thing that makes the student loan doctor different, and I have a good example of this I'll share in a second, is that we really do care. I would love to work with everyone that comes to me, but not everyone is my client. I get some people on my discovery call, which is a free call, where they will tell me the plan, and I'm like, well, I'm not sure why we had to call, you know. And I'll say that plan sounds perfect, best of luck. No need to take their money if they're already on the right path. But then I get the client that's super like, girl, it's on fire. I don't know what to do. They just sent me a letter in the mail. It's purple. And they said they're coming tomorrow, you know. And that client is who I like to serve because when it is all said and done, when everything is cleaned up, the fire has been put out, that is the person who then understands the value of their job. So now work looks a little different because I value the check that work gives me. Now I understand why I've got to make some financial decisions for my child so they'll never be in this place again. So they'll never be in this place, and I'll never have to express this type of pain that I felt. 
Now I see that I really, really am eligible to get a home. So now I'm going to be really diligent on working on my credit because now I can get a home because my student loans are okay. So then you see people smile more. I, my favorite client, when she originally had came to me, she had a lot of um, issues with her student loans, wage garnishment, and she never smiled. She was actually very sassy in the beginning. And <laughs> my joke is with her, when this was all said and done, she smiled, and if she ever listened to the playback, she brought me some cake so she'll know it's her if she listens to it. And now we're good friends. And now I see her developing in her business because it's so funny. I tell people when you get one area of your life together that's on fire and then you are able to see through it, you start being able to dream and manifest other things that maybe you thought weren't possible because your attention was on the fire, if you would. So now it's just so good to see her as a business owner, and she makes the best cakes. And so, and I think she was always good at that, not because she got a student loan debt that she's making good cakes, but I feel like she's really thriving and flourishing because she just got one area of her life cleaned up that she didn't have control over, but now she does. Does that make you sense? Help? It makes sense. It, you helped her lift a weight off of her shoulders, off of her heart. So that right there can free you to do other things and flourish in other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that unique selling point. Your unique selling point is basically personalized, customized services. Now, what are three ways to handle student loans in any situation? Well, if you're starting college, if you're currently a student in college, you're in forbearance or they're defaulted, what are three ways? that you would say to handle student loans? So the first thing is you need to know your status, right? I sound like one of those other commercials. But a lot of people, (laughs) I had to say it, a lot of people don't even know what they have, how much debt they have, where to begin. So log on to your lender's website. You can find out who your lender is through a website called nslds.gov. And you want to log on to your lender's website and find out, like, how much do I owe according to them? What do I need to do to repay this back? Um, Just start asking questions. Be curious. And then you need to also assess your budget. I'm really, really big, and no promo but promo to my budgeting books because there's no reason for me to set you up for a payment that you'll never be able to pay back. So for me, it's super, super important that you know how much you have coming in and out of your budget. If you don't know that answer, then there's no way that we can sit here and say, oh, yeah, you'll definitely be able to make this $300 payment. I think not. <laughs> so it's so important for me to know that before working with a client and putting them into a payment. So I do do budgeting with my clients because, again, let's not set you up for a plan of failure, but more so set you up for success. And then the last thing is just understanding what sacrifices might need to be made. No, maybe you won't have premium deluxe cable once it's time to start repayment of your loans. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people are like, oh, I need to be able to see uh, Cinemax 1, 2, 3, 5. You don't need all of that, right? No, you and, don't. Um, you don't. No. But tell them to invest in a fire stick. <laughs> right. Get yourself a fire stick or go make some money or read a book. You know, statistically it shows that when you watch less TV, you earn more statistically. 
So I always say maybe you could trade TV in for profit. I don't know, maybe. But the other thing about it just comes down to where are your priorities? How, do, how soon do you want this debt out of your life? When you have less debt, you sleep better. So I believe that you sleep better, you have a better quality of life. Um, then when you are consumed with debt, you don't really enjoy yourself or enjoy a good life because you have stress that's building. And stress, we know, is a silent killer. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the things that are, are affecting us are things that we could actually control, and our money is definitely one of the things that we can control. Wow. Thank you for those nuggets. Thank you for those nuggets. Now let's circle back to, and talk about your books. Because you wrote two, you authored two books, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's one is the Thirty One Day Budget Guide, and um, success then the Success Guide: Student Loan Debt Repayment. Um, so talk about those two books you wrote. The one book, the first one, uh, the Success Guide: Student Loan Repayment, is still essentially a budget book, similar to the, the Thirty One Day Guide. But it's longer, obviously, 12 months, undated. And each chapter has principles of student loan repayment. Each, one talks, each month talks about um, understanding what a subsidized loan is, an unsubsidized loan, understanding different repayment plans. And so I really tried to be thorough in that book so that it could just help people understand what they're going to be repaying each year, each month. Now, the 31-day guide, this is really a tangible workbook that says, hey, let me introduce you to budgeting. Let's start together. Let's do this together. Let's do an assessment of what you spend each month. Let's look at how much you're putting out in bills. Hey, did you pay it on time? Because we know that affects your credit. Let's dream a little bit. Where would you like to go on vacation? So this guide is really someone's introduction to budgeting. Now, if you're going to continue with it, I would recommend you then get my bigger book to keep it up if you like the system. But I'm mm-hmm. like, listen, you might need to grab this 30-day book or 31-day, excuse me, just depending on the month, um, just to see what budgeting would look like. And if this is something you enjoy, keep doing it because success of your financial habits begin and ends with budgeting. So I always tell people, I, you can't tell me what you have coming in and out and you never documented it. You're not that deep. It's not that all in your brain. Put it down on paper. Exactly, so. exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one thing, you know, when I was writing out a budget, you, you have to write it down. It's not in your head. It's not just a few numbers you put on the calculator. You have to literally write it down. Write it down because uh, so you can know exactly what's coming in and what's coming out. It's, otherwise, it, you're going to be off somewhere, and you're not going to understand why. So, I, yeah, I'm excited about the books because I've seen people make some big changes with their finances through my book. It's the book that I created for myself, and I was like, I need to put this into print for others and my clients to use. My next book that's coming out this month, um, more looks like, looks like September, but a good portion of it is done, is my children's book, and it's called Who is Sally? So it's a young Yay! Yes, I'm excited about it. Because um, they need to learn how to budget too. Yeah, so with this book is a little different. This is um, a little girl's conversation and discovery of who Sally May is. 
And what she discovers at the end of the book, I'll give you a spoiler, is that she just does not want to know Sally Mae for herself. So she's becoming a better student. She's becoming a saver. And so I'm actually starting a kid's book line uh, based off of her and her book. And so um, she's starting us off on her journey. Um, her name's Nikki. And um, then the next book after that is Nikki's Pink uh, Piggy Bank. And we talk about the importance of savings. And so I'm creating the book line that I would want my child to read at that age, around middle school age. Okay, that's awesome. I am yeah, so I'm it's excited. gonna be it's, it's a it's a book series of children's books based on money and budgeting, right? Yes. Mhm. Wonderful. I'm listen. You you're gonna make a lot of parents happy. You're gonna mm-hmm. make a lot mm-hmm. of parents happy because I I don't like Sally Mae, and I don't I wish I never met her. So right. <laughs> So uh, do you have any uh, other new projects coming up soon? So it's always something going on. So um, I'm going to be continuing my travels this uh, fall. So I always tell people to follow me on the Instagram page, the Student Loan Doctor, just to see where I'm coming up next, like this weekend. Um, I'll be in Detroit speaking. Um, And so I'll be going back to doing my clinics quarterly in different parts of the country. So and if anyone, I always tell my listeners are my best advocates and helpers, if you have access to free space at a church, a community center, um, in your state or city, um, please contact me. I'll come out. It doesn't always have to be sponsored by a big company. The biggest thing and the hardest thing to secure, to be quite honest, is venue space. So if there's mm-hmm. venue space and there's interest, I'll, you know, gather and promote. But we just need venue space to continue to do the work around the country that I'm looking to do, which is essentially provide the class or repayment that we all never had. If, and so that's my mission. That's, I'm just wanting to give the information that I think we all need to be successful. Um, I'm going to tell you that the key to success, if someone's listening and has a business or a service-based business, and you said earlier, is to be the best giver you can be, and I promise you, you cannot outgive God. What's so funny is when I send miscellaneous PayPal donations or I support somebody's event, let's say I send somebody a $10 donation, I don't know, and I can't support hugely like I would love to in the near future, but I do do what I can because I understand that you should give. I'll get a random donation or a random purchase of like $60 and I just gave a random 10 and I always laugh because I remind myself you can't outgive God so if anyone is thinking like how do I get to the next level just give 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 abundantly and don't worry about the return don't worry about who's supporting you don't worry about the naysayers don't worry about your friends and family that never showed up because your impact is beyond friends and family. And if someone says to me, my friends and family, they never, like, did you go in business for them or did you go in, big, in business to solve a problem that's affecting your city, state, or country, not your friends and family? And so if it took for me to wait for my friends and family to get started, I would never have gotten started, right? And mm-hmm. so your friends and family are meant to love you and care for you, right, in the capacity that they know how. But your business is a business that's sustainable when you are solving a problem in the world 
that gives the answer to what people need. So you're never going to not be in good business if you continue to answer the problem honestly and ethically. So I'm so excited about where this is going. I've only been in business for a year and a half, and my story is in nine months I was able to leave my job and go full-time in this business. It's everything peachy and clean and, and, and super, you know, abundantly with money every month. No, but I'll, I'm going to tell you, um, since I've left my job, I've never not had a month that didn't clear over the payroll that I was making when I worked. And then I had a month that tripled the amount that I made when I used to work. And then that's when I understood, like, okay, this just got real. So now I'm at a place where I'm growing my business. So I have a full-time team member that's my assistant and a full-time team member that is becoming a coach. Well, part-time, I should say, because she still works. And right. I'm just excited about the reach and the impact that we're going to have. And if you are a fan or you're following the Still Alone Doctor, um, just watch us go on this slide and join us and tell somebody about us because the biggest way that we continue to help others is when people who genuinely like us genuinely refer us um, so that they can get the information. I always tell people, don't be crabs in the barrel. This is good information. No, no, no. Tag no no like crabs in the barrel. Yeah, we all know somebody that's suffering with student loan debt or just bad budgeting or um, and tag, you know, tag people to the page and let them know the good work that we're doing in the community. So I always appreciate um, podcasts such as yours because this is how I get the message out, uh, the word in which we're doing things, and really just the best way to kind of get to know um, the business owner's perspective is to hear from them themselves. So I love these opportunities, and I appreciate your platform. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for coming on the Student Loan Doctor LLC.com. That's where you can reach this woman, the Student Loan Doctor LLC.com. And let me just go over her list of services because it's not just um, one service, which is student loans. She goes, first of all, she, she's a speaker. She can come to your high school or your college groups and speak there and to your nonprofits. Also, you know, she does a free discovery call to kind of see where you she see where you're at, see where what uh, areas she can help you. Um, she does um, um, consultation in financial aid, first time home buyer appointment, default rehabilitation appointment, wage garnishment appointment. Some of y'all probably had y'all wages garnished. Consultation, personal budget review appointment one-on-one student loan repayment coaching, loan forgiveness appointment. Listen, I need to have an appointment for you, with you about that student loan forgiveness. I'm not yes. trying to pay him. I'm being honest. I don't want to pay the salad man. She got enough money. So if you, yes. if, if I mention anything that, you know, that you're maybe going through, whoever's listening to this call, make sure you go to the student loan doctor, LLC.com. Com. This woman is phenomenal. She's um, She has a passion for what she does because she's lived it, so she knows where you're at. She understands your fears, your, your, your tears, and all of this. So, Sonia, let everyone know on this call where they can find you on the Internet and on uh, social mm -hmm. media, period. So if you're on Instagram, the, I always say the magic happens there. Um, the student loan doctor, all one word, is my Instagram page. On Facebook, the student loan, uh, well, Facebook.com slash the student loan, DR. 
And I would say the website is the best way to just get general information. Um, let me give my phone number because Ms. Carolyn is always there Monday through Friday, 10 to 5, 267-603-6437. Uh, Ms. Carolyn gives you a virtual hug through the phone when you call in because I told her, I was like, when people call and their stuff is on fire, I said we have to be the closest thing to a virtual hug. And um, I would say if you just want to engage with me, um, the best way probably would connect with me would be through social media. Um, and I'm always looking to help and serve. And I'm not always worried about a dollar up front. A lot of people think that, like, oh, I can't contact you unless I have. You know, there's always creative ways to get to the money, I tell people. But the main mm -hmm. thing is I remember why I went into business, which was to serve. And I know that I just never will want or need for anything anyways. So leave it up to me to figure that part out. But just reach out and ask how we can connect and serve who you're thinking I should be serving. So I'm excited about this opportunity. I can't wait to share this with my community so that they can hear this interview. Um, and I'm just looking forward to engaging with your community as well. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm sure we've got some gold diggers out there that need some help. And Speaking of uh, gold digging, what is the one, before we leave, the one gold digger tip as far as money, budgeting, student loans, or anything that's concerned with that you specialize in, what is the one gold digger tip that you can give them before you leave? I think it just goes back to not following the Joneses. A lot of times in business, we think that, um, or going after your dream, we think that we have to do it how we see other people do it. We get a new office and we need to have it decked out as if it was an Ikea showroom office, but now we just charged up our credit cards to do so. Or we just think that we, we have to be in the mix when financially we need to sit down and bring in some income. So I think just the, the challenge is if you're going after your goals and dreams, do it your way. Do it a way that's comfortable to you. Don't do it anybody else's way. Please don't even look at, like, my Instagram. Like, I, I travel, like, every weekend, and that's built into my business budget. And someone said to me, oh, I should be doing more traveling. I see you everywhere. I'm like, yeah, but, but that's because my business is designed that way to get out and spread the message across the nation. If that's mm -hmm. not your business model, I need you to have a seat and serve local and travel personal. So just decide what. <laughs> you know. Have a seat and travel local. I said have a seat, stay local, and travel personal. Just decide, yeah, who you're going to serve and, and how, but don't keep up with anybody. You're going to always lose if you're keeping up with someone. And I think that this group and community that you have is a bunch of winners, and winners lead from the front. They never follow. So if you find yourself getting to a place of, but why not me or I should have, go on and let that spirit go. <laughs> let that go. And, and just be true to yourself and really just true to your community and, um, and, and be the person or be the business that's supposed to serve where they're supposed to serve. Wonderful. I am so excited. So don't keep up with the uh, Joneses. That's a gold digger tip. Do not keep up with the Joneses because, like she said, they broke too. So, Sonia, yes. thank you so much for coming on to the Gold Digger Approved Podcast. 
You are definitely certified gold digger approved. I love your passion. Once again, I keep saying that because I just feel it all through the phone and your voice. And you are awesome. You are awesome. Um, make sure, okay, so you can reach her at, on Instagram at the Student Loan Doctor and also on Twitter is at the Student Loan Doctor as well, right? Twitter is underscore Student Loan Doc, D-O-C. Um, on Twitter, I have a lot of fun with engaging in different topics. Um, and I got to get better at my Twittering or tweeting, tweeting uh, habits. <laughs> Uh, but Twitter is a good place to, you know, get that right now information as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. And make sure you reach, go, reach her at her website at studentloandoctorllc.com. Sonia, you are amazing. When you have anything else going on, you are more than welcome to come on my platform, and we will give you the stage to talk about whatever you need to speak about. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you um, follow us um, on any and every social media platform at Gold Digger TV. That's G-O-A-L, Digger TV. And, of course, at our website at GoldDiggerTV.com. Thank you so much, Sonia, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks so much.